morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. We are present and accounted for on this sixth day of November, 2019. She is a Wednesday. Big J, how are you? Good, man. How did voting go yesterday? Great. Uh, the, the mayor was up for election. And? What do you mean, and? Well, did the mayor did the mayor win re-election? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see the results. Oh, 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 oh. You weren't sure how it all went down. Man, it's not like I stayed up watching the news. Well, <laughs> I thought maybe you would have checked it this morning when you got up. Oh, uh, the no. results are available online. Uh, but uh, did you have a, How were the polls yesterday? Packed? Not very packed? Uh, well, you go at the busy time. It's hard to say. It's the, it's the non-busy time, so yeah, it was, it was a little busy there. Because it was the afternoon, so yeah. we'll get out for it. Nice. And, uh, of course, uh, was it a long ballot? I noticed in Meridian it was not very long at all. There nah. was only like three or four things on it. Not a lot of stuff. Nope, not a lot going on. And uh, I, for some reason, I, I, did, I don't know why, I thought that maybe the stadium and library thing would be an Ada County thing and not just a Boise thing. But it wasn't. It was just a Boise thing. Yeah, you think that would be a county thing? That's what I thought. That's exactly what I, as a matter of fact, so just said. But uh, it wasn't, and so, uh, but uh, both passed with the yes votes yesterday. So, uh, and we're going to get a stadium! Yeah, a baseball stadium. Yeah! And, baseball! And the new library. Uh, but, I guess I wonder if that will reignite your love and passion for the sport no. if you ever had it. As Boys yeah, when State I played it. Has a no. good baseball team. No. You, you, won't, you won't give a rat's ass, really? I'll root for them and be like, yeah, you guys should win, but I'm not going to go, like, watch a game. No? Nah. I mean, you've been to a Hawks game. Yeah. Like, I, I, I can literally count on one hand how That's many Hawks true. games I've been to. That's true. That I've sense. lived here for a long time. <laughs> I'm being consistent. Right, but to me, you've always been more of a Boise State supporter than you've been of any other team sure. here in this particular Absolutely. Time. So I thought maybe that the fact that it was attached to the college. Yeah, I mean, will I go out and buy a Boise State baseball jersey? Absolutely. No, you not. I will. I don't have a football <laughs> one. No, you will not. But I was just wondering if maybe it would it would help push you into the... the I mean, and college baseball is very different than professional baseball as well. Clank. Yeah, it's it's a little bit more of a challenge to get into. But either way, it's all happening. We'll get into a couple more voting things as the show goes on. Big J's got a movie review for us today. We got a chance at some cash at 8:30 with the all cash $25,000 X Double Dare. Gave away 100 bucks yesterday. We would like to double that possibly today as the gentleman on the phone could have won $200. But you know what? I will never ever ever make fun of somebody for stopping at 100 bucks. That is a lot of money and guaranteed money and it's a lot easier You'd be a to real- Right. Jerk. Yeah, exactly. For doing that. Right. I mean, if you want a hundred bucks, I will never ever say, "Oh, I can't believe you didn't go for two hundred. It seems like an easy question. I'll say, "You know what? Congratulations." But we want to give away some money today at eight thirty, so we'll try to do that as well. Important stuff. What's going on in the news today? On the morning after with Nick and Big J. One of the big races that happened yesterday during the voting was the Boise mayoral race. And it ain't over just yet. In order to be elected mayor of Boise, you need at least 50% of the vote. Nobody got it yesterday. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, current city council president Laura McLean came the closest. She had 46% of the vote. Incumbent mayor Dave Beter was second with 30%. 
but you can't get elected with 46%. You know what that means, Big J? Oh, man. Vote off! Woo! Let's do it! Really? There, yep, there's going to be a runoff. The first ever for the wow. Boise's mayor seat. The other five candidates didn't uh, have enough to be involved in it, so it'll be between Lori McLean and Dave Beter. This, uh, this uh, for the runoff for Boise mayor. So we here's, have to get here's ready to a really, again. Co- really the big question because I can't find it right now. Uh, did did Jimmy? He win? did. He did. Yeah. Jimmy Halliburton ended up winning his city council seat. Former guest of the morning after multiple so times. So deserving. Over. Yeah, j- just a good dude that really honestly cares about this city and what they do and uh, very happy that he was end up doing it even though I wasn't able to vote for him as I don't yeah yeah that's that was uh it's just too bad sometimes but uh he still was uh, very successful in his bid so congratulations to him so they're gonna have another election for the Boise mayor and we'll have a runoff and we'll see who ends up coming out on top uh it looks like uh Mr. Beater's got some work to do in order to get reelected though if that is the case Los Angeles Chargers owner Dean Spanos yesterday was upset. He was upset because there were some rumors swirling around that uh, the Chargers were interested in making a permanent move to London because nobody in Los Angeles seems to give a rat's ass about it. And he responded with those questions with pure profanity, Big J. You would have been proud. He said, it's total effing bull bleep. (laughs) We're not going to London. We're not going anywhere. We're playing in Los Angeles. This is our home. And this is where we're planning to be for a long effing time, period. The uh, denial came after the Atlantic reported Monday that the Chargers and the NFL could be looking at moving at the Chargers there. Chargers, of course, are currently playing in a soccer stadium, but the big story is that Chargers fans don't really fill up the stadium. It's always the visiting team's fans that end up having more people at the stadium than the Chargers do. And so that's been an issue. And, of course... It's also an issue for the Rams, by the way. I mean, now, granted, they're playing at the uh, the, the the Rose Bowl, so, I mean, it's a huge, gigantic stadium, but also the teams that the Rams are playing are outdrawing the Rams fans sometimes. And so it's just an L.A. thing, I think, and we'll see what ends up happening. They don't have their own stadium yet, but I'm not sure that's going to make much of a difference. I think it's still going to be a pretty mixed bag of people there in Los Angeles, so they're not going anywhere. Cam Newton's done for the year, Big J. They placed him on injured reserve, which means he is done for the regular season with the possibility of returning if the Panthers make the playoffs. Marty Herney's the general manager. He said that Newton still has a pain in his foot and needs to continue rehab from the midfoot sprain. Do you believe him, Big J? No. You think he's Newton's okay? And they're just going to the Kyle Allen route and this I is the end of You can't Newton. get away with lying in this instance, I don't think. I mean, you would have to... Well, it happens all the time, though. They put people on IR that aren't really hurt all the time in the NFL. Yeah, but Cam Newton, I don't think, would uh, would go along with it. Why would he? Uh, well, maybe because he wants another gig at some point. You know, I don't think uh, the, way, the, the way to stay employed in this business clearly is by not bucking the system and causing problems with your current team. As it seems to cause more harm than good if you're in the free agency world. And that's what Cam is going to be in the offseason if this thing stays up. Kyle Allen's played okay. Uh, it's been really the Christian McCaffrey show that that has led the, the the Panthers to the wins that they have. They're five and four. They're not burning down the house or anything like that. I mean, they're not they're not setting the league on fire. But Kyle Allen has play, Kyle Allen has played well. Cam Newton was playing terribly before he went on injured reserve, and I think all that plays a role. I'm not much of a conspiracy theory, but uh, I think he's better than you know never going to play again this season kind of a thing. But we'll see. Either way, the Rams, or the Rams, the uh, the Panthers are moving on, as it were. 
College football poll rankings were released yesterday. The first ever college football playoff rankings were released. Boise State came in at number 22, one slot below where they are in the polls officially. Uh, no surprise at who's on top. Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Penn State. Uh, Clemson rounds out the top five, but Clemson will pop in there before the end of the year. And uh, what really makes sense is uh, who's ahead of the Broncos as far as group of five teams are concerned, and that would be Cincinnati and Memphis. Both are ranked 20 and 21st. So basically what's going to happen is the Broncos need both of those teams to lose if they want a chance, and they need to win out the rest of the year, by the way, if they want a shot at getting themselves into a New Year's Bowl. Uh, of course, uh, Navy, SMU are ranked behind the Broncos at 24 and 25, too. Uh, all, those four te- all four of those teams are in the AAC. So that's what's going on there. The Broncos need a little bit of help in order to get into a big bowl game and need to win out themselves. Big J, congratulations to Metallica. They did a really good thing. Announced a new donation of $100,000 to help wildfire relief efforts in the state of California. Band made the donation through its All Within My Hands Foundation, which was launched in 2017 to help create sustainable communities by tackling issues of hunger and workforce education. But... As Metallica calls California home and a lot of it's on fire in both Northern and Southern California, Metallica released a statement that said, listen, sometimes things are a little bit more important than what you originally create a charity for. And so because this is our home and because we're watching these firefighters fight so hard for it, we wanted to help out. And so they're donating $100,000 towards the wildlife. I keep seeing conflicting numbers, too. Like some some places it says $200,000, some places it says $100,000. It says $50,000 to organizations in Northern California, $50,000 to uh, Southern California. I don't know where the $200,000 number is coming from. I haven't seen that, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's double that or maybe they're planning on doubling it. Who knows? But we can at least agree that they have given at least $100,000, yes? Oh, yeah. There you go. Good stuff. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff in the can. You know what's not? Your Send Nude Song of the Day and a movie review. That's all on the way. Your Send Nude Song of the Day, Blood of Water from Grandson here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yesterday, gosh, right around this time, Big J selected a movie to watch for you on Netflix. It was called Dude stars Phil Collins' daughter. Big J, how was it? Dude, which one's Phil Collins' daughter? Lily Collins, the oh. star. I think the long, long, brunette there's long no, hair. There's no Lily Collins in this movie. I thought Lily so. Collins was in it. Who's in it? Lucy Hale. Lucy Hale. Catherine Prescott. I was I was confused. I confused wait, wait, Lucy Hale with Lucy. Yeah, with why don't you just shut up, Lily Collins? Pal. How was the movie? Uh, so, dude, dude is about a group of friends. Uh, mostly females, uh, just entering into their senior year, Nick, and uh, they like to have a good time. They like to party it up. They like to, to smoke the uh, marijuana and uh, party it up a little bit. Uh, and you know what? I thought at the beginning of this movie what, what I was going to get was like the 2018 version of Can't Hardly Wait, which I would say, in my estimation, is a classic coming-of-age kind of high school graduation movie. What do you think? Classic? Yeah, can't hardly wait. Mm, it's a good movie. I don't know if it's classic. Yeah, it's classic. Forget you. Uh, however, I was completely wrong in that assessment. As uh, what you get is is a a much deeper movie. Um, one of the characters in the movie, uh, one of the brothers and boyfriends of uh, of this girl uh, group, uh, passes away, and so uh, you get uh, you know them kind of going through the phases of uh, the grief process. 
and then them and their friendship and the challenges that they have and you know parenting and, and those sort of things there's a hodgepodge of stuff going on in here and uh, it was pretty interesting and I, I think they dealt with it pretty well and I gotta say there was some laughs in here and some you know some pretty I would say heavy topics that they handled pretty well I, I gotta say I, I was surprised because I thought this was just gonna be a bleep show so more of a drama than a comedy or well, I think it's a comedy, but yeah, there's there's definitely some some heavy topics that are uh, broached in this, but you know, in in a humorous sort of way. But then you've got uh, you know a meltdown near near the end of the movie, and then you know the recovery of that. So it's got a pretty good flow to it. Uh, is it supposed to be like a, a, a movie for the ladies? I would say yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, this is something that would help galvanize uh, the younger woman in her group of friends because that's what it's pretty much about, and, and girl power, those sort of things. Um, so different, different kind of conversations than uh, the fellas might have for sure. But you know, if you're opposed to drug use and those sort of things, you might want to you know skip this movie. But I, I would say uh, if you're looking for a coming of age kind of movie, this would be not a bad way to go, and especially it's, if it's on Netflix. It spoke to you. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I got. Man. I got two two girls who just went through high school so, sure uh there's some things i can relate to on the parent side anyways of what they're going through was it emotional did it make you want to cry yeah there was actually a couple emotional moments in the movie look at this yeah so yeah. listed as a comedy drama on imdb so a dramedy if you will sure so uh it touched big J, made him want to cry did it make you laugh too yeah there you go man it, it, it hit all the strings it was supposed to hit so overall it sounds like dude is big J approved Big J approved. Dude. So check it out for yourself if you're in the mood for a dramedy, as it were. It is available now on Netflix and another home run on Streaming Dumbass. The morning after with Nick and Big J. Wallet Hub has done it again. They have released their 2019 fattest states in America, Big J. Fat! What do you think number one is? I'll give you a hint. Idaho. It's number one again. No, Idaho's number 38. Uh, Mississippi? Mississippi is absolutely number one. A bunch of dumb fatties. Most obese state in the country. West Virginia, number two. Kentucky, number three. Rounding out the top five, Tennessee and Alabama. So, to determine this list, Wallet Hub compared all 50 states as well as the District of Columbia using 29 key metrics. The data measures sugary beverage consumption among adolescents to obesity-related health care costs per state. According to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, obesity has affected 93.3 million adults in the U.S. But look out. Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Delaware, Ohio round out the top 10. Hey, Big J, Wisconsin fell out of the top 10 for the first time in 20 years. Oh, man, people are losing weight. <laughs> and Idaho continues to be towards the bottom of the list, which is good. Very active community around here, Big J. That helps out. And so we came in at 38th this year out of 51 not bad right yeah not bad probably could have we kind of probably could have beaten south dakota if not for us to be perfectly honest sorry we're gonna raise the game a little bit boise state football checked in at number 22 in the first college football playoff rankings of the season released last night they're voted on by a committee released weekly each year beginning in november it determines who will be selected for the 14 playoff so if it were to end this week, it would be Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and Penn State. Clemson just looking on the outside, looking in. The defending champions, by the way. Hi. Hello. If the Broncos hope to reach that big money game, they'll need to win out the rest of the season and are going to need some help in the form of losses from a pair of teams directly in front of them. That would be Memphis and Cincinnati. They are 20 and 21, respectfully. And so Navy and SMU are right nipping at the Broncos' tails, too. So 
Broncos are going to need to step it up or they're going to be headed to the Las Vegas Bowl, Big J. Predictions? Do you think they get it done for a New Year's Eve Bowl or do you think they're headed to Vegas? Uh, you know, I don't... I think they'll win out. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a mess between Cincinnati and, and Memphis. Those two teams face each other at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Cincinnati lost to Ohio State 42-0. to zip. Yeah. I mean, so how they're ranked ahead, I'm not real sure because some of their wins aren't that great. And when you look at the, you know, the overall, I mean, they're all real close. I think people so. give a little bit more respect to the American Athletic Conference right now than they do to the Mountain West Conference. Which is dumb because the Mountain West Conference this year has had a pretty good run. Well, yeah, but they've also got four teams in the top 25. And how many does the Mountain West Yeah, have? but maybe we could say they don't deserve to have wow. that many teams in the top you 25. You could say that about the SEC, too. I'm just saying that's the facts. That's So perception is reality. People think that conference is, is more difficult to navigate because of the top 25 teams in that conference. So I think that conference is going to get more credit. Just like the ACC doesn't get any credit, which is why Clemson's looking at number five and Penn State's at number four. Cam Newton's done for the year, dude. He is uh, placed on IR by the Panthers. That means it's the Kyle Allen show the rest of the season. Smart move or dumb move by the Panthers, Big J? Well, probably the the right move, I guess. If he's injured, he's not going to make a comeback. Like Red Light King? Like Red Light King. Hey, a quick tick for the cap and congratulations to Danny Trejo, Big J, former guest of the morning after. He was in Variety Magazine talking about how he has been clean and sober for 50 years, dude. Damn. To the age of 24, he was addicted to heroin. They got sent to jail. And since then, he has been clean and sober. By the way, Danny Trejo, 75 years old. So he talks about how he turned into from a heroin addict into a, uh, you know, basically a big time actor. And it all happens to be dumb luck, you know? He just happened to be at the right place in the right time where he walked on a set and they were making a film about somebody being a hardened criminal and been in prison. And somebody, and Danny Trejo was like, that's not how this would go down. And they're like, what do you mean? And he started explaining to the person on set how, like, here's how people act in prison. Here's how this person would be if he got out of prison. And they're like, how would you like to be a consultant? Yeah, well, all right. I don't know what that means, but sure. And then he got the consultant gig. Next thing you know, he was an extra, and somebody saw him in the background and started casting him and stuff as big bad guys. Next thing you know, he's Danny Damn Trejo, dude. And he credits his success and cleaning soberness to uh, giving back. He says, quote, everything good that's happened to me has happened as a direct result of helping somebody else. And Big J, he's helped our show by being on it. Agree or disagree? I agreed with that. So thank you, Danny Trejo. Congratulations on 50 years of being clean and sober. Morning after with Nick and Big J. On the way, we are going to Hong Kong for today's We're Going Ooh. to Hell story. Hold on tight for that. J on 100.3, the X rocks. We're headed to Hong Kong for today's We're Going to Hell story. Hong As, Kong Fui? Uh, number one super guy. As we have maybe reached the peak of ultimate do not need expensive thing. Oh. A Hong Kong jewelry company has officially released and is exhibiting at an expo in China the world's most expensive toilet, Big J. It is a toilet made uh, completely out of solid gold, and it has 40,815 diamonds embedded in the toilet seat. You know, where you put your butt. That's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. The Coronet Jewelry brand, Can't be comfortable. which is owned, well, I think it's it's kind of embedded in there, so they're not sticking out. 
It's owned by Aaron Shum Jewelry. It showed everybody the gold toilet Monday at the second China International Import Expo in Shanghai. The toilet is made of solid gold. The seat is composed of bulletproof glass. And it has those diamonds in it that I mentioned. A total of 334.68 carats. Cornette said wow. the uh, toilet is scheduled to be inspected by the Guinness World Records today to determine whether it qualifies for a new record. It would be two of them, actually. Number one, it would be the most diamonds in a toilet. What a how proud moment right there. And if that if they do break it, it would be the tenth time the record has been broken, which is like what? Okay. Uh, and then it would also be the world's most expensive toilet. How much do you think this toilet is worth? Oh, it's gonna be ten million? I don't know anything about diamonds. Higher. Twenty-five million. They're looking at about thirty-eight million dollars. Man. Uh now Coronet. Oh, Jerry! <laughs> is a kind of a company that chases these things. They have a bunch of stuff that they have made like ridiculous expensive versions of and then go after world records. Like they have the record for most diamonds in a watch, most expensive watch, uh, most diamonds in a cabinet, that kind of stuff. Like they do all these goofy world records. The question becomes, what the hell do they do with them once they set the record? Who's going to buy them, right? I mean, why waste all that money just to, I guess it's advertising, maybe? What are they advertising? Well, I mean, they're, they're a jewelry company, so they sell other things, not just gold toilets. So maybe you're like, oh, I've got a Coronet watch. You know, the company that makes the world's most expensive toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's some craftsmanship. <laughs> but I'm also, I mean, like, what do you do with this toilet once you've set the record? I mean, you just You can't crap it. in it. No, you absolutely cannot. Because who wants to clean it? I don't know how good gold cleans, to be honest. Porcelain, they're made from porcelain usually because... They clean better. But, you know, it is one of those deals where I'm sure they have a plan. What it could possibly be, I have no idea. But they're ready for it, and Guinness will set the records today, maybe. So if you find yourself in Shanghai, you can see the world's most expensive toilet. I mean, even if I saw it, I think I'd feel uncomfortable just going in it, right? Yeah. I feel yeah. disrespectful for some reason. Right. Why would I want to go to the bathroom on all those diamonds? And then when you leave the bathroom, why are you leaving with the toilet <laughs> seat? Is that a chunk of my toilet seat? Get yes. that back. Yes, sir, it is. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X-Rock. It's Nirvana. That is Lake of Fire. Oh, thank you. Hold your applause. Uh, it is the morning after with Nick and Big J here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. And as each day goes by, Big J, I'm more and more worried about how doomed we may be. We have to work on our reading comprehension, ladies and gentlemen. Is this a We're Going to Hell story? It is not. No. It is not. It is simply a story about Steve Morrow, who had no idea what he was getting into when he put a particular bid on a website called Trade Me. Now, Trade Me is like the generic equivalent of eBay, right? I don't know. People put a bunch of stuff on there, and apparently you can bid on it to purchase it. There's about 50 of these out there. Trade me eBay. They're not the only ones out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this particular ad said 1,000 hens. The ad read, quote, as a matter of urgency, we need to move approximately 1,000 hens. You see, a small free-range egg farm was closing down and needed to rehome its birds as quickly as possible. So Merle was like, hey, you know what? I could use one or two hens. And he thought the auction winner would be allowed to take as many hens as he or she pleased. But that's not how it worked, you see. When there's an ad... 
for something, it usually means it's an ad for something. He said, when the auction closed, I thought, this is great. I could take, you know, about 10, 20 birds. It's all I really need. But when I spoke to the man after I won the bid, he said it was for all 1,000 hens. And I was like, holy moly, I was stunned, I can tell you that. Morrow said the word of the, the wording of the ad was confusing, but the seller, Matthew Bloomfield, didn't agree. He said, listen, the ad mentions the winner's going to take 1,000 hens three times. It was pretty clear. It's pretty hard to get that wrong, he said. Now, Muro, Moro is now maybe the not-so-proud owner of a 1,000 hens, and now he's trying to find homes for the birds. And he appears to be making some progress. He posted about the incident on social media. At least 700 of the hens have reportedly found new homes. Moro's keeping 20. That's how many he's decided he wants. Damn. That leaves about 280 hens still in need of new owners. This is the problem, though. I'm trying to figure out how he could get confused. When somebody says, I need to sell 1,000 hens... And you bid on it, what makes you think you're just going to take 20, right? Yeah. I mean, it seems ridiculous. It would be like, uh, I've got 15 PlayStations, or I've got 15 Xboxes to sell. Here's an ad for 15 Xboxes, and you pay $800, and then you're like, all right, I just need two. I'm good. You keep the other 13. No, dude, I need to get rid of all. That's what the ad says. But the good news is the hens are okay. I guess. I wonder where you go in between. If you only think you're getting 20, you clearly can't. You don't have the real estate for 1,000, right? That's a lot. How do you get them from point A to point B? You need a, you need a truck. A hand truck? Truck drive. Truck driving. Guy with a truck. Trailer. No, I understand, what a, trailer. Tra- I understand what a truck is. And so, you know, you have a, a lot of problems. But maybe you should stay away from things with big numbers if you only need small numbers, right? Yeah. You ever, you know, you you are a eBay family, bought and sold. Any really weird, confusing problems, or are things pretty clear on that side for you and your family? Have there been no, issues? No, no, no issues. Good. That's how it should be. Everything's pretty clearly itemized, and you know what you're getting, and you send it off. Very organized. The only thing I got ripped off of was a fake autographed John Carpenter poster one. I don't know. I, I still don't me, know. Told me it was an autograph of John Carpenter. I don't think it is. Morning After with Nick and Big J. I paid for it like it was, though. I accepted it like it was. Thank you. Coming up in a few minutes, some important stuff for you. I'm Morning After with Nick and Big J. What is not to like about being about the prospect of being paid lots of money to post on social media about a product? Big J, what's that like for you? I don't know. I don't get money for doing it. You had to before, right? No. You've had to do some hashtag ads in your life. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so those are part of being paid to do stuff, right? Is it nice? Not really. It's more of a pain in the ass. Why is it a pain? Because it's something you got to do. Well, you're getting paid to do it. It's like a job, you understand. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. You're, you asked, I answered. You're being compensated for it. Uh, that's what social media influencers do, you understand? So it's not really a surprise that a whopping 86% of people under the age of 38 said in a new Morning Consult poll that they'd like to be an influencer of some kind. But Big J says it's a pain in the ass to be an influencer. Yeah, they're different. It's a different world. I mean, mine is like an extra benefit versus that's what they do. Another 12% said they consider themselves to be influencers already. Do you consider yourself to be an influencer? Yeah. Is that a yes or a no? It's a nah. A no. As young people increasingly are favoring social media over traditional media, 
companies are paying big bucks to have their products advertised on those platforms by people that have a lot of followers. Now, a Vox article last year said that somebody with a million followers can get about $10,000 per post from an advertiser. And if they have more followers than that, they can get up to $100,000. In fact, you know, people like uh, LeBron James, Kim Kardashian, they get paid about a quarter of a million dollars for every ad that they post on their social media. In showing the impact influencers can have, the study also found that members of the younger generation said that people were like LeBron James and PewDie Pew, what is it, PewDie Pie, are more li- widely recognized PewDiePie. as influencers with the same name recognition. And they said they, trust- they trusted PewDie Pie more than James. PewDiePie. PewDiePie? PewDiePie. Whatever. And so they trust him more. He's a trustworthy man. And he is he just a streamer that plays video games? Or does he make uh, videos he like YouTube, funny videos? He's a YouTube guy. But, so he makes funny videos kind of a thing? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, and so they trust him. There's also that side of things. So there's trust. There's money. There's all that kind of stuff. So, and there's uh, pie. There, I don't think that's true. And so they have an opportunity to make some cash while they're doing it. So I guess an influencer is not necessarily a bad thing to be. But also, I don't know if it's necessarily sustainable. Do you? I mean, unless you're Kim Kardashian, there's not a whole lot of people that have been doing it for a super long time that have the same reach that they had. Do you know what I mean? Sure. There are more influencers that are famous for screwing up than actually continuing to be influencers. And so you have to, I guess, watch your back and also probably have a backup plan. So even if you are a quote-unquote influencer, probably having something to fall back on. I'm going to be an influencer when I grow up. Not a bad idea. Boise State's going to need some help to get into the college football uh, New Year's Six games. They are ranked 22nd in the new college football playoff pool that came out last night. Uh, ahead of them are Cincinnati and Memphis at 20 and 21. Uh, and they got two more right behind them at 24 and 25. Cam Newton now for the year. He is put on injured reserve by the Panthers. He still has some issues with his foot. So Kyle Allen is going to go the rest of the way. And Dean Spano says the Chargers aren't going anywhere. There were rumors yesterday they might be headed to London. But he dropped a lot of F-bombs and said that clearly isn't the case. And we have no choice but to believe him, right? Yeah. So he says they're not going to London. I just think that would be a really bad idea. I, I, I still think that the four games a year are a rough idea. I get why they're doing it. I understand there's money in it. But it, just, it can't be good for – it's certainly usually not good for the games, right? Uh, as it's a lot of travel time. And then, you know, for the players, too. I mean, that's a long-ass flight. I mean, there are some people like Oakland. You know what I mean? Texas. They came from Texas last week. Yeah, jeez. It's a long-ass flight to get to London. I can't imagine having to make that flight eight weeks. Especially if you're in that division. You're going once a year over there? That would suck. And a Big J, Daniel Craig is not happy. Specifically, not happy with the Sunday Times. Uh, in a recent interview, uh, Daniel Craig was talked about the writer of the upcoming Bond movie, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who, of course, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who, of course, made a whole bunch of uh, headlines for winning a bunch of Golden Globe Awards and Emmy Awards for her shows Killing Eve and Fleabag. She was brought on the writing staff of the new James Bond film, and he was asked if it was a diversity hire, and Craig got pissed. He was like, hey, look, we're having a conversation about Phoebe's gender here, which is effing ridiculous. She's a great writer. Why shouldn't we get Phoebe on Bond? Craig went on praising her and declaring her as brilliant and coming up with brilliant ideas for the new Bond. So he's upset. It's not about diversity. Sometimes it's about talent, Big J. You understand? 
Maybe you should uh, figure that out. I already know it. Uh, oh, really? What, what stuff of first have you liked? Fleabag. Love it. It's one of my favorite shows. Big J hasn't watched a second of it. Morning After with Influence Nick that. and Big J. You should. It's actually pretty funny. Coming up in a few minutes, we got ourselves a little bit of fun that is called the all-cash $25,000 X-Double Deer. Big J, the categories are? Uh, the categories. I'm in the wrong, the wrong tab. My apologies. Uh, we've got Muppet Trivia and UFC. All right. Oh, man. That's some diversity right there itself. <laughs> Other ends of the spectrum for sure. Uh, so if you know your Muppets or you know your UFC, now would be the time to start thinking about calling in at 8.30 to play. We have gone on a pretty good run and given away some cash here on the old morning after. We would love, love, love to continue that run. It is time to play the All Cash $25,000 X Double Dare. Caller X this morning is Benjamin. Benjamin, good morning, man. How are you? Very good today. How are you? We're hanging in there, man. We want you to win about 200 bucks, if that's okay. How much you win is entirely up to you and based on your knowledge of these two subjects. Big J. Yep, we got Muppet Trivia or UFC. What do you think? Uh, men beating the piss out of each other, or would you like questions about furry things? I'm much more familiar with the furry things. All right, wonderful. Uh, good luck, man. $50 question here coming at you. This Muppet is painfully addicted to a particular type of dessert, usually the chocolate chip kind. Would that be the cookie monster? The cookie monster! Cookie monster is correct. Bonus Big J impression. You have $50. Would you like to keep the $50 and walk away, or do you want to try to double or nothing for 100 bucks, knowing that the questions do get a little bit more difficult as you go on? Well, I tell you, I've been on this show four times, and I not this one, but all over the radio, and I've lost on the $50 every time, but I'm going to keep going anyway. All right. All right. Dedication, Holmes. <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's your $100 question. No wonder this Muppet is grumpy. He lives in a damn garbage can. The Oscar the Grouch. Right. That is $100, or Benjamin. Or I mean, would accept it both. <laughs> You've got it. You don't live in a garbage can. Uh, that is 100 bucks. Now you have an opportunity to go for it all. $200 could be yours if you want to give it a shot. What are you thinking, sir? Uh, you know, let's, let's go ahead and go for it. Right, Everyone dude. wants to hear it. All, all right. right. $200, here it comes. This man invented the Muppets and the Muppet Workshop. Oh, it's, um, that, I, I know, it's the guy that voices Yoda, Frank Oz? Frank Oz is incorrect. Oh, no! It was not Frank Oz, Benjamin. It was not Frank Oz. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry, damn. dude. <laughs> he just says, damn. Oh, the confidence. Uh, I thought you were going to, damn. What is the correct answer? Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Right. Jim Henson created the Muppets. But, Benjamin, you tried. You gave it the old college shot. Hey, Thank you, you, you might make much. it again. It seems like you're getting through. You got pretty good luck, man, getting through. You might as well give it a shot. Uh, but, unfortunately, walks away with nothing. Well, it was tough, but uh, couldn't quite get it done. And so you'll have another opportunity to play at 1230 with Jason Drew, 430 today with Adam for some cash with the Double Dare. We're going to do some pop culture smackdown next on the X. <laughs> On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yes, indeed, and we have tickets to hand out because this Friday night at the Knitting Factory is going to be an awesome show. People Mover and Aquabats. Uh, you will not regret it. We can promise you that. So, uh, if you'd like to win those tickets, then uh, you'd be Caller X and you beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. 
208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play Pop Culture Smackdown. If you want these tickets for a good time on Friday night, I recommend that you do that. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. To the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Dave. All right, Dave. Good luck. What was the name of the city that the Flintstones lived in? Oh, gosh. Uh, Flint Rock or something? Flint Rock? It is not Flint Rock. Close, though. Yeah, there's a rock in it somewhere. That is for sure. Good morning, the the end. (laughs) Hey. Hey, here's Big J with your question. What was the name of the city that the Flintstones lived in? Bedrock. Right. Bedrock Ah. is correct. Correct. Nick, what picture hangs on Andy's cell wall in the movie The Shawshank Redemption? Uh, well, there's several. He gets several different posters during the course of the movie. Which one are you talking about? Um, well, this may be, uh, um, listen, you, you take up a bunch of trivia questions and that's all they give you, man. I, I, okay. I'm just saying like, there's like four different posters that he gets during the course of the movie. So, I mean, I don't, there's Rita Hayworth. Is that the one nope. that you're looking for? Are you looking for? Give me all of them. <laughs> are you looking for Raquel Welsh? Nope. Uh, are you looking for Marilyn Monroe? Nope. Holy crap! Um, Those is, are pictures. Is there a, is there is there a, a, an actual picture, a framed picture? No, they're, none of them are framed. They're so posters. None of that them are, are Albert Einstein. What? Yeah, this is wrong. Then Albert, to... Albert Einstein? No. Okay. Albert... Well, no. I'm going to say you're the expert on Shawshank Redemption, right. so I will investigate further on this question and then let the people know who developed it that they're wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I do not remember a framed picture of Albert Einstein in Andy Dufresne's cell. All right, skip that question then. You've defeated the pop culture smackdown uh, laws. Here's another question that is accurate that I actually wrote. What was Arnold's official return to acting after his governorship? Wait, is this to me or to him? You. Oh, it's to me? Yeah, you didn't, you know... Uh, oh, the three answers I gave that were correct weren't enough to make nope, you move no, on to the next round? No, that wasn't the correct answer that I had there. Uh, okay, uh, the Arnold's return to acting after his governorship. Um, okay, so we're looking at 2009 thereabouts. Oh, God, was it Eraser? No, it was not Eraser. Wrong! Nope. Before the governorship, or was it still That was after? before. Okay. That was before. Uh, then I would say Terminator 3. Nope. Nope. Wrong. Wrong either way. What's the right answer? Expendables 2. Oh, my God. Right. Congratulations, man. You got yourself tickets to People Mover and Aquabats on Friday at the Knitting Factory. It's going to be a hell of a show. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you and make sure you're all set and good to go. In the meantime, we'll take a look inside the Idaho Lottery Traffic Center. Headlines are as follows. Big J, it's getting out of hand, not reassuring, and see a dentist. It's getting out of hand. Pringles are releasing turducken-flavored chips for Thanksgiving. No, man. Gross. In addition, they're also releasing cranberry sauce, stuffing, and pumpkin pie flavored in their Friendsgiving Feast turducken kit. Gareth McGuire is the director for marketing for Pringles, and he said in a statement, We pride ourselves on offering customers insanely accurate flavors with endless stacking possibilities. We created the perfect kit for those who are infatuated with a Thanksgiving meat masterpiece that is the almighty turducken. Listen, the turducken was cool when Madden was on TV, and then that's it. I've never had a turducken. I like turkey. I like duck. I like chicken. I'm not sure I like them all together. Oh, man. Keep your mad scientist meats away. 
A limited number of Pringles Friendsgiving Feast Turducken kits will go on sale on the Kellogg store on Thursday at noon Eastern. And I bet you they sell out because people like eating weird things. But you know what? Also, I mean, just as gross as the turducken one, I mean, the pumpkin pie flavored potato chips doesn't sound good to me. Get out of here, people. Nor does cranberry sauce flavored potato chips. (laughs) People disgust me. That's not good at all. What's wrong with you guys? Just eat the actual food, right? Yep. I mean, what? Not reassuring or see a dentist. See a dentist. A New Zealand woman was lost at sea for two days. How did she survive, Big J? By eating candy. 45-year-old Kachila Stein was vacationing on a sailboat near the Greek island of Fodelgaros. She boarded an inflatable boat on Friday to get some supplies. A day later, Greek authorities alerted that she was missing. She was found Sunday morning, 40 miles southwest of the island she was originally on. Stein said in a statement, quote, I was blown away. Blown away in my dinghy. God, we're kids. I mean, we're just like kids, right? <laughs> well, listen, I haven't even gotten to the poop dead part. Oh, gosh. She also revealed that she survived on candy that she had with her and a wrapper. Her, and she wrapped herself in three plastic bags that she had in her bag to keep herself warm at night. Stein also wore a red bag on her head so that she could be easily spotted, and it worked. So, man, look at she really Tom Hanks this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how she rationed out a handful of can. Why that would be one of the things you brought onto a dinghy with you as you got supplies. I'm not even sure, but it worked out in her favor. How'd you get a dinghy? (laughs) Well, she had the dinghy on her sailboat, uh, and that's what happened. She took the dinghy to get supplies, and then she couldn't find her boat, and then she got lost at sea. Mayday, mayday, mayday. Wrap it up with not reassuring. There's a new study that found that the water on most major airlines is not safe to drink, let alone wash your hands in. The 2019 airline water study from Hunter College in New York City evaluated 23 airlines by the quality of water provided on board its flights using 10 criteria, including levels of chloroform and E. coli, and gave each a water health score on 0 to 5. JetBlue and Spirit performed the worst, each getting a 1. Allegiant Alaska Hawaiian Airlines performed the best, all scoring a 3, but they went out of the way to say, hey, by the way, a 3 is not very good. You want to get about a 4.3 in order to be what is considered to be, you know, pretty much germ-free and drinkable. Authors of the study urged to avoid possible illness, never drink any water on board that isn't sealed in a bottle, or and avoid the coffee or tea on airlines as well, because they, they use water that is not. They also urge people not to wash their hands in the bathroom either, but carry some hand sanitizer instead if you're going flying. That way you won't get sick, gross, or worse. Sounds like Nick. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't go to the bathrooms on airplanes. I don't go, I don't like going to the bathrooms in airports. You barely like to go to the bathroom at your own home. I like, listen, I carry around a bottle with me at all times in case of emergencies. I go right in the bottle. Number one or number two, doesn't matter. What? <laughs> now we're good to go. Up. Morning after with Nick and Big J, there's your headlines. You're up to date on everything. Bad impressions are next on the x Rock. <laughs> After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Yeah, we got uh, some tickets here to the Idaho Snowmobile Show 2019. Going to be happening at Expo Idaho November 15th through the 16th. So we'll get you lined up with uh, those and uh, you can check out some of the great things that are happening out there. Demonstrations and opportunities for you to find some uh, awesome new snowmobile gear. You got to figure out bad impressions though first. All right, 208-287-1000. I mean, you can still go to the show. Huh? Oh. 
208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you would like to play Bad Impressions. Big J has prepared accordingly with some clues revolving around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is, look at you, man. Gonna go snowmobile, show it up. Maybe buy yourself a new snowmobile. Get out there on the Arctic Cat. Hello, the X. Good morning. Hello. Hello. Hello, the X. Howdy. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Don. All right, Don. Good luck. Since my divorce from Angelina, I've been making more and more movies. Get that good guy. <laughs> yeah, what's his what's his first name? Yeah, Bradley. Bradley. It is Bradley Pitt. Yes. Bradley, Bradley W. Pitt. Pitt. Hang on one Brad- second, Don. We'll hook you up with those snowmobile uh, show tickets. Well played, sir. Clues two and three for fun. If you missed it earlier this summer, check out my movie Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which will be in theaters again. And I've been nominated for an Oscar in the Best Actor category a couple times, but never won. Uh, why is Brad Pitt in the news? So, uh, as it turns out, uh, there's a little more to this whole Once Upon a Time in Hollywood story that would uh, that Quentin and Brad would like to tell. Okay. So, apparently, Quentin Tarantino, if you remember uh, The Hateful Eight on Netflix, there's like an eight-part series, right? Yes. Uh, this is something in a model that Quentin wants to continue, but instead of just re, you know, chopping up the movie into a bunch of pieces, they want to actually add some stuff to it and make it a TV series. Well, they did that. I mean, well, Hateful Eight, I watched the Netflix thing, and I had a hard time trying to pick out the new stuff from what I didn't already see. But I know they added stuff to it, but they want to make a full-on TV series, huh? Uh, yeah, they would love to take uh, that and explore a little bit more of uh, you know Brad Pitt's character in, in particular. Uh, I tell you what, uh, when so, I first saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I walked away kind of disappointed. I ended up seeing it twice in the theaters and really enjoyed God, it the second time. It's good. I don't know why you would be well, disappointed I, the first I, time not, around. Again, I didn't. I did not like it. I just I came in was like I don't know what this is going to be, and I left and I was kind of like, huh. Okay, and it took me a while to wrap my head around it, and then when I saw it again, I was like, man, but it's so good, and there's funny parts, and Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio are so good in it. Everybody's really good in it. Yeah, like that. Uh, oh, man, I, I mean, if if, they, if it does another, well, there's too many movies coming out, so we can't do a Morning After the Movies podcast. I think it would be cool if we got together and watched it and then did a podcast on it, because it's so deep when it comes to just Hollywood stuff, and, and the symbolism that's in that movie is crazy. And it's a, it's a dorky part of me because of what I do but it's also i mean it's honestly a love letter to radio too it really is i mean the radio plays oh, constantly such a huge constantly, part of that yeah that it's like yeah you know you forget sometimes about what a big role that plays in your life and it's uh it's it's a, it's a good movie and i'm all for it i'll check it out uh more but you know and, and probably more dirty feet too in the tv series sure even, I guess. sure yeah uh more for all stuff for randy to fall asleep to feed people morning after with naked big j we'll wrap up the show here next on the x rock <laughs> Big J, do the freak out. Guaranteed you're going to have to do that to win tickets for corn down the road at some point. <laughs> you are going to have to absolutely do a carbon copy of the Jonathan Davis freak out at the end of that song if you want to. You'll never find me wrapping up the morning after with Nick and Big J here on this particular Wednesday on the X Rocks. We tried to give away some money today, but stumbled and tripped at the $200 question. So our friend Benjamin walked away penniless today, or at least no, no money from us. But another opportunity to win 1230 today. Jason Drew, 4.30 with Adam. Big J said, go check out the movie Dude. It Dude. It's on Netflix. And Dude. he enjoyed it very much. I know, weird, right? 
I didn't, I, think, I didn't think I would like that at all. And I do this sometimes when I watch uh, these movies afterwards. I'll go and read the reviews on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. A lot of hate. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I found really surprising. I don't think people actually watch the movie. I think IMDb reviews are just people trying to get read. So I'm not sure if it's an accurate depiction as what people are wanting people to watch. But either way, Big J says it's worth checking out. Uh, tomorrow on the show, we're going to have an opportunity for you to go check out People Mover and Aquabats. We're also going to do a little bit of a nerd alert. Got to talk to you about Extra Life tomorrow, too. We're going to get you a little bit ready for the big event that we're doing all day on Saturday out at the Jump Building. Need your help? Would like your donations? Would like your attention over the course of the day on Saturday? And we're using video games to do it to give to a great local cause called the St. Luke's Children's Hospital here in Boise as we raise some money for some great kids in the Treasure Valley that need some help. We need your help to do that. So we're going to be doing that on Saturday, something that's very close and near and dear to our hearts. So make sure you pay attention and listen up. We'll give you all the details tomorrow. And then uh, Sean, our buddy from Phoenix Fire Games, is going to be in on Friday. We're going to talk a little bit more about it and get some details as to what exactly is happening out there at Jump. So it should be a good couple of days coming up. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Taco Time.